anytime you have one of these major events, it not only highlights the inequality, it exacerbates it. The people who are already teetering on the edge of economic insecurity or even health insecurity are the ones who are the most affected. That was a quote from Thomas Jimenez, professor of sociology at Stanford University. His work focuses on immigration and social mobility as well as racial identity. Good morning. Welcome to the Darrell McLean Show. I am your host, Darrell McLean. It is Tuesday, March the 31st. In Virginia, Maryland, and Arizona, governors from both political parties issued new stay-at-home orders. In Washington, the Food and Drug Administration granted, granted an emergency approval permitting the use of two malaria drugs to treat the coronavirus patients. And Speaker Nancy Pelosi, a Democrat from California, said it was only a matter of time before Congress would act on a fourth relief measure to try to contain the economic fallout of the pandemic. It has been met with a bit of resistance from Majority Speaker uh, Mitch McConnell and the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, who said they did not know if new relief efforts would be needed. Of course, I profoundly disagree with Mnuchin and McConnell. I think that it is imperative that more economic stimulus packages keep rolling in because a one-time check of $1,200 is not going to be enough to stop the bleed of people who have gotten out of work and have no money to pay bills, get food, and sustain themselves. President Trump suggests that lack of testing is no longer a problem in the United States, and a lot of governors have disagreed. President Trump told governors on a conference call on Monday that he had not heard about testing in weeks, suggesting that a chronic last of kits to screen people for the coronavirus was no longer a problem. Governor Steve Bullock of Montana, a Democrat, said that officials in his state were trying to do contact tracing, tracking down people who have come in contact with those who have tested positive, but that they were struggling because, quote, we do not have adequate tests. Literally, we are one day away if we don't get test kits from the CDC that we wouldn't be able to do testing in Montana, the governor said. Although testing has picked up since a series of setbacks left the United States behind, governors have continued to warn in recent days that their response is still hampered by shortages, including uh, basic supplies like swabs. Governor Jay Inslee of Washington, a Democrat, told CNN on Sunday that, quote, we are desperate, we are in desperate need for testing kits. And Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia, a Democrat, also warned last week that there was a shortage in the Commonwealth of Virginia as well. Strikes at Instacart and Amazon over the coronavirus have happened. The two companies are the largest labor action groups and they are fearing exposure to the virus, shuttering the economy, signaling both growing anxiety and growing solidarity brought on by the coronavirus pandemic, workers in a variety of occupations across the country are protesting what they see as inadequate safety measures and insufficient pay for the risks they are confronting. 
on Monday, a contingent of workers who fulfill orders for the grocery delivery service Instacart stayed off the job, demanding greater pay and better access to paid leave and disinfectant. A group of workers walked off the job at Amazon as well in the Amazon warehouse in Staten Island on Monday. A sick call out by Whole Foods market workers is set for Tuesday. Last week, nurses in the Bronx protested a lack of protective equipment, and sanitation workers in Pittsburgh stayed off of the work in protest of the working condition. Labor experts and union organizers say that anxieties related to the pandemic appear to be widely shared among frontline workers across different companies, job categories, and classifications. Whether they are employees of a grocery store, or in this case Instacart workers, they all have the same common concerns, said Bob O'Toole, the president of the United Food and Commercial Workers Local Union Chapter 1546 in Chicago, which represents 19,000 workers in the grocery, meatpacking, and food-producing industries. This may be tough to hear, but I think this is a very brave, courageous, and a good move for workers. Um, as the Reverend Barber pointed out in a live stream yesterday he did with Senator Bernie Sanders and Dr. Cornell West, we have to think about the people we call existential personnel. We say these people are existential to the upkeep of the society. We say we need them to go to work during the pandemic, but we do not pay them an existential wage to make a living. How can someone who's an essential personnel make $7.50 an hour? How can somebody who's essential personnel not be making at least $15 an hour? It's a very simple calculation for me, people. If these people are essential, then pay them what you think they are worth, not pay them the minimum, and ask them to risk their lives for the sake of the markets. The Trump administration, not letting a crisis go to waste, has sped up the construction of the border wall on the southern border, arguing that it will help limit the spread of the virus from Mexico. Public health, health experts disagree, and they say such a barrier would not mitigate the outbreak already occurring in every state. Leaders around the world have passed emergency decrees and legislation expanding their reach in the pandemic. In Hungary, the prime minister can now rule by decree. In Britain, the minister have cited called an eye-watering power to detain people and close borders. Israel prime minister has shut down courts and begun intrusive surveillance of citizens. Chile has sent out military public squares on the public but for protesting. Bolivia has postponed elections. And of course, critics say some governments are using the public health crisis as a cover to seize new powers that have very little to do with the outbreak, with few safeguards in place to ensure that when the outbreak is over, their new authority will not be abused. As new laws broaden state surveillance, it allows governments to detain people indefinitely and infringe on freedoms of assembly and expression. They could also shape civic life politics and economics for decades to come. The pandemic is already redefining norms. Invasive surveillance systems in South Korea and Singapore, which have 
would have normally invited censure under normal circumstances has now been praised for slowing the infections. Governments that initially criticized China for putting millions of citizens under lockdown have now praised China and followed suit. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has authorized his country's internal security agency to track citizens using a secret trove of cell phone data developed for counterterrorism. By tracing people's movement, the government can punish those who they defy isolations with up to six months in prison. And by ordering the courts to close, Benjamin Netanyahu has delayed his court appearance where he was facing corruption charges. This is a time, even though it may be difficult, that we have to remember, even though it's a pandemic, we have to stay vigilant. We can't forget about things like the Patriot Act that was passed after 9-11 when everybody was afraid. And then we figured out after looking into the bill, it had a lot of things that were just used as tools to infringe on the rights of, you know, minorities. Don't forget the massive data collection. Don't forget the moss being spied on in New York. Don't forget the warrantless wiretapping. Don't forget the secret FISA court. Don't forget indefinite detention. Don't forget extrajudicial killings without a trial. Don't forget the strikes on. Don't forget the killings of Andrew Alawaki and his son, who were American citizens who were killed without a trial. It's the common history of almost every country around the world. Anytime there is a crisis, they will use the crisis to enact legislation that they've wanted to enact for years. So be smart, be vigilant, be aware. We have a lot of time at home during the quarantine. This is the time to pick up some books and read them. History repeats itself if you do not pay attention. According to a top U.S. general on the ground in Iraq, He's already privately warning that people in D.C. want to use the pandemic to start a war with Iran. And that was reported yesterday on TheIntercept.com. Yesterday I reported a story about the uh, Reverend Jerry Falwell Jr. opening up the college's Liberty, Liberty University. And of course, sadly, students came down with the coronavirus after the preacher and dean of the school said that the virus was just a over exaggeration in a similar type of story a college student age of 25 has died in michigan after the hospitals refused to give him a covid 19 testing several days ago basie offling the student at western michigan university began experiencing shortness of breath and fatigue and fever that is according to the detroit news offgoing attempts to be tested but he was denied at several hospitals in kalamazoo michigan one doctor actually mixed diagnosed offling and told him he had bronchitis before he was eventually hospitalized at baymount hospital in royal oak michigan where he was hooked up to ventilators and an intensive care unit he sadly died on saturday according to an interview with the detroit news offling sister said that he was relatively healthy 
but due to lack of tests gets nationwide, many young individuals who do not have a history of health concerns have been denied the test. After Offlong's untimely death, Western Michigan University officials released a statement. The statement reads, On behalf of the entire Bronco community, Bronco community, I want to extend my deepest condolences to the entire family, including his sister, Asari, who has been generous in communication with us regularly. The statement read, they are in our thoughts and prayers during this difficult time. Offgold was one of the semesters for, he was one semester from graduating uh, college and his alpha motto was Alpha Phi Alpha, Fraternity Inc. Now, a Florida pastor was arrested on Monday at his home one day after his church was packed with worshipers despite a local safety at home order that was designed to help curb the spread of the coronavirus. This is coming out of Florida. The River City at Tampa Bay Church showed up and on Sunday and it was crowded. According to WTSP, a Florida paper, the sheriff told church leaders that they were in direct violation of the order that was issued by Hillsborough County officials and went into effect on that Friday. The order required that businesses and organizations considered essential abide by social distancing guidelines and keep people six feet away from each other or shut down entirely. Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Corningster said, We've received an anonymous tip that Dr. Roddy Howard Brown refused to request the temporary stop-hold large gatherings at his church. But instead, he was encouraging his large congregation to meet at his church. So soon after the service, the sheriff, along with Hillsborough State Attorney, Attorney Andrew Warren, filed a pair of charges against Howard Brown, including unlawful assembly. WTS reported that Howard Brown was booked in Hernando County Jail and was charged with unlawful assembly and violations of public health in the emergency rules. A violation of the county's safe at home order is considered a second degree misdemeanor, punishable up to 60 days in jail and fines up to $500. So the pastor posted bail and was released. In a statement posted earlier this month on the church's website, the statement read in part, In a time of national crisis, we expect certain institutions to be open and certain people to be on duty. We expect hospitals to have their doors open 24-7 to receive and treat patients. We expect our polices and firefighters to be ready and available to rescue and help and to keep the peace. The church is another one of those essential services. It is a place where people turn for help and for comfort in a climate of fear and uncertainty. Therefore, we feel it would be wrong for us to close our doors on them at a time or any time. In a time of crisis, people are fearful and in need of comfort and community more than ever before. Now, I am unfamiliar with this uh, particular church. I am from Jacksonville, Florida, and I was raised in the church. To me, this is all about money. This is very unnecessary because it is very clear in the text. If you go to Matthew 18, and you go down to verse 20, it says very clear, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. You do not need to have a packed building to be in church. It's very clear. 
where two or three people are gathered, it can be your church. Don't forget, it was Jesus Christ who said, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. We have to stress safety and caution here. Remember what I said on the show earlier this week. Dr. Anthony Fauci is suggesting that up to 100,000 people, highest number 200,000 people can die from this virus. And the peak time will be around the 12th of April to the 15th of April, where they're expecting on that date will be the peak time where people will start to die from the virus. Yesterday was one of the largest numbers with over 500 people dying from the virus in a single day. And this is serious stuff, people. Don't let somebody convince you to gamble away your life by going out in mass gatherings and risking yourself. Even uh, the other day, I read a story where there was a funeral in Alabama and people who went to the funeral to mourn contracted the virus. So we have to be very um, cognizant that it's, it's it's a big thing. It's widespread and you have to do what is necessary to protect yourself and your families. Today and tomorrow is one of my free days, so I may be doing another episode this evening on just politics or whatever happened throughout the day. Um, This is the Darrell McLean Show. If you would like to support the show, you can go to www.patreon.com slash the Darrell McLean Show and be a patriot for as little as $3 a month. You can also find the show on iTunes and on Spotify. Again, that is Show, and that is on patreon.com slash Show. Thank you and have a good day.